This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Natalie So, coming to you from Taipei. We begin with a look at today's top story. The foreign ministry says it will grant Eswatini, formerly the Kingdom of Swaziland, visa-free status. Taiwan's relations with the Solomon Islands remain stable. And close to half of Taiwanese office workers are hoping to transition into the tech industry. But now, our top story. The foreign ministry says it will grant Eswatini, formerly the Kingdom of Swaziland, visa-free status. That's following similar treatment given by Taiwan to Nauru, Tuvalu, and allies in Latin America and the Caribbean. The foreign ministry said on Friday the move aims to promote trade and tourism between Taiwan and its African ally and strengthen exchanges and mutual understanding on both sides. Starting June, Eswatini passport holders will be allowed to visit Taiwan for 90 days without a visa. Applicants must have a passport that is valid for six months. They are required to prepare a financial statement, their contact person in Taiwan, and a hotel booking record. Taiwan has already granted visa-free treatment to Eswatini citizens who hold diplomatic passports. Taiwan's relations with the Solomon Islands remain stable. That's the word from a government official who is familiar with the diplomatic relations between the two sides. The Pacific ally has just completed its general elections. Former Prime Minister Manasa Sagavari, who was in office from 2014 to 2017, took office earlier this week. There have been rumors that relations between Taiwan and the Solomon Islands are not stable. That's because voters were unhappy with the election results and chaos erupted in the capital afterwards. But the official said on Friday there is no need for concern. That's because Sagavari is friendly to Taiwan, as are several cabinet members. The official also said several political heavyweights in the opposition camp are also quite friendly to Taiwan. He said it is noteworthy that those who harbor illusions about China did not get elected in the general election. The official said the United States and Australia hope that the Pacific Island country will continue to maintain diplomatic ties with Taiwan. The two Western countries do have an influence over the Solomon Islands. Close to half of Taiwanese office workers are hoping to transition into the tech industry. That's according to the latest survey results published by a local job bank. The 1111 Job Bank surveyed close to 5,000 workers and the results show that 48% of them hope to enter the tech industry. The incentives include high wages and benefits, plentiful job opportunities, as well as the industry's overall optimistic outlook. A senior official from the job bank said the starting salary in the tech industry is just over $35,080, or $1,130 U.S. a month. The figure tops that of all sectors in Taiwan. Tsai Xing Yi, marketing director from D-Link, a network equipment provider, said that those who want to enter the industry must be resilient and able to deal with constant pressure. They should also be ready to learn since the industry changes at a very fast pace. Many beaches in Taiwan are polluted with a large amount of garbage left by tourists and local residents. A group of university students from Taizong has found a way of recycling the trash to turn it into household items. These coffee cup wraps, file dossiers, Picture frames and egg cases are all made from recycled materials. Students from Taichung's Hanguang University have found a way to turn trash into household items. Every year, 
The students collect a large quantity of garbage during their cleanup activities at Taichung's famous Gaomei Wetlands. To make the trash useful, they shred it and mix it with waste paper they collected from nearby residents. The result is a type of material that can be molded into different shapes. The student said, "This recycling project can remind people that littering can damage the natural habitat of many species. I'd like to inspire the public to pay more attention to environmental protection." Jake Chen, RTI News. Some rare dolphins washed up on the shores of Gaoshan's Chiling Beach Thursday night. The Coast Guard tried to save the surprise visitors in their time of need. Here's our report. Six rare dolphins, called pygmy killer whales, washed up on Gaoshan's Chiling Beach Thursday night. The Coast Guard came in to take care of them, covering one with a wet cloth and using ocean water to keep it wet. The Coast Guard did its best to try to save them, but one died on Thursday night. Half a day later, early Friday, eight more washed up on the same beach. Two of them died, and five were put back in the ocean. One was sent to National Tsenggong University for treatment. Tsenggong University professor Wang Jinping said that it has been gaining strength and recovering after coming to their pool. Dolphins travel in schools and have close bonds. If one of them gets lost, it affects the whole group. Professor Wang said one probably got hurt or died, and the rest felt sad and followed it. When the dolphin in the health center fully recovers, it will be put back into the ocean. This was a rare opportunity for the Coast Guard to take care of this pack of pygmy killer whales. Natalie So, RTI News. A spectacular natural phenomenon usually happens on the lunar birthday of the goddess of the sea, Mansu. Coral spawning in Kanding. Senior deep sea diving coach Taeyong Chun took photos of over 20 coral spurting their eggs and shared the pictures on his Facebook page Friday morning. Many local media have picked up the photos of the beautiful sight. Every year, Tai goes diving a week before Mazu's birthday to see how the coral are faring. He said when he went into the ocean at 8 p.m. on Thursday, there was only sporadic spawning, but an hour later, he saw about 20 corals producing eggs. The eggs come in a variety of hues: pink, orange, red, and white. On Thursday, Kunding National Park said that Kunding has over 212 species of coral and named seven new ones. It said that Kunding is an important place for coral in the underwater world. Longsan Temple, a historic monument in downtown Taipei, says it will bar candle lighting starting May. The move aims to protect the environment and ensure public safety. That's following the devastating fire at Notre Dame in Paris. The bundles of red candles, large and small, sold at Longshan Temple, will soon become a part of history. Starting May, the temple that is dedicated to Bodhisattva will no longer allow worshippers to light candles on its premises. A notice posted by the temple reads: "Candles will no longer be sold to worshippers, nor will candle holders be offered." This is due to the growing public awareness of environmental protection and safety concerns. Following the fire that ruined Notre Dame in Paris, the temple also urged the public not to bring their own candles. One worshiper found the move quite disappointing, because he has always lit candles to pray for peace. Another believer supports the ban, saying that burning one stick of incense is good enough, and the environment has improved. Over the years, the Longshan Temple has been working to protect the environment. It stopped burning paper money in 2000. And cut the number of furnaces from seven to three in 2015. It currently only has one furnace for worshippers of Bodhisattva. As it takes time to change public attitudes towards candle lighting, the temple is considering other alternatives. Neighborhood chief Fan Tiancheng said 
using electric candles might be a good idea, because it's not easy to clean the wax dripping on the altar table. Paula Chow, RTI News. The Ministry of Culture announced on Thursday that it has officially added the Loose Memorial Chapel in Taizong to the list of national historic monuments. The list now includes 105 buildings and landmarks across Taiwan. Construction of the Loose Memorial Chapel was completed in 1963. It was built as part of the Donghai University, then run by Christian churches. The building is considered by many to have historical significance as it bears witness to major changes that has taken place in Taiwan's religious and political landscape in the last five decades. The chapel was designed by I.M. Bei, a famous architect and the first ever Chinese-American to receive the coveted Pritzker Architecture Prize. The chapel was Bei's first project in Asia. He penned the building's exterior design with a number of bold and creative choices, including sharp diagonal lines that shape the chapel like a symmetrical triangle. In 2014, the Getty Foundation listed the chapel as one of the world's top 10 modern architectures. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm Natalie So. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. <laughs> 